Hi, and welcome to the Silver Screen Queens podcast. Every week we watch a movie and sit down here to talk about it. I'm Mel. I'm Katie. And we're your hosts. This week we watched Everybody Wants Some, directed by Richard Linklater and released in 2016. The plot of the movie goes something like this. A freshman moves in with his baseball team and enjoys his first weekend of college life. Yep, that's pretty much, I mean, you know, it's a Richard Linklater movie. There's not a plot so much as a series of connected scenes over a period of time. And a double exclamation point in the title. I do feel like this one had kind of a journey and a thematic kind mm. of, it, it felt like a thematic arc in this one, which I liked. Like there, were, there was direction yeah. in this one. We felt like we were going somewhere. Um, and I think part of that was that, you know, the, this long until school, until class starts and stuff like that kind of kept you into that. There was momentum. One of the things I didn't like about boyhood was that it felt very stagnant. Like you go through these different times, but you never know when you're going to go to another time. And it didn't feel like you were going anywhere. It just felt mm. like you were, you know, meandering. Well, yeah. And, and this one has sort of a scene plays out and then another scene starts and there is actually a break. Uh-huh. Sort of see there that that did work. It, I did. There was a little while where I was like, "Where the heck is this going? These people, these men are just awful. I do not want to spend any more time with them." But, I liked them. I liked this. Well, movie. I, I came around to them, <laughs> um, but, but and I and I I was like, "Oh, he's just examining, you know, homosocial behavior yeah. and how men work in groups." And so I was like, "Okay, I can I can live with that." I mean, I've seen it before and I find it still find it unpleasant, but. I'll, I can live with that, but I it actually kind of you yeah they grow on you yeah you you watch them bond and you bond with them. But there's other Cute. things. There's little things like McReynolds seems like a real dick, right? For most of the movies, that's the Tyler Hecklin character. Um, he's um dark hair with a mustache. Yeah, yeah. He did a really good job in this movie too. I was so impressed because he's pretty terrible on Teen Wolf. Oh right, um, okay. Um, but you know he's a he's a good guy and stuff. But on Teen Wolf, people love him, but he's pretty terrible. But in this, he was really good. Um, I think he did a good job. As like the comic relief guy for a lot of it too, um, but yeah, he uh, he seems like a real dick. But then once they actually have practice, he becomes like this kind of team leader guy, and mm-hmm. and he's a bit different, and he you know sticks up for the other team members and stuff. And it's he, everybody kind of has these little moments. Well, and in at first you just think it's like one or two guys who are bullies, or one or two guys who are bad or horribly competitive. But it's not; it's all of them. Like <laughs> everyone has their moment of dickishness. Yeah, like this. Or there's one guy. Um, whatever his name is, who talks all the time and talks himself up. Finn. He, yeah, he's always bad. Like, he's always – everybody hates him the whole time. Like, he's always like I trying to pinch that's at 95 true. miles an hour. And Oh, no. Oh, I know who you're talking about. Yeah, Sorry. I'm not talking about Finn. I'm talking I thought because about... you were saying the guy who's always talking and no, Finn talking is Talking like... himself yeah, yeah. up. I so get it. So, that guy. I was, I was um, confusing that with when he's flirting, when he does all the, like, the changing oh, no, of no, no, talking no. himself up when he's flirting. Yeah, I get it. It's the um, Niles Jay Niles. Yeah, Niles. Yeah. That guy. He's, he's the worst. Yeah, he's kind of awful the whole way through. Yeah. But um, also that guy, I mean, I didn't actually look these ages up, but that guy does not look young enough well, to be on they, this team. They make this joke about Willoughby being 30 and, like, there's at least two other kids in this, kids, people in this team who look well into their 30s. One is Finn. And Nez yeah, is the other Nez. One. Nez looks about 100. Yeah. But I bet if we looked it up, he looks like Mackenzie Crook, actually, is who I thought yeah. of. But I bet if we looked it up, he, he might not be as old as we think Well, he I'm is. looking it up right now. Um, because. But yeah, no. Um, no, th- yet another actor in this movie who doesn't have their age on IMDb. A lot of these, but uh, part of that isn't so much because they're trying to hide their age. A lot of it is because 
for a lot of these people, this is their first or second movie. Oh, yeah. Like, there's not a lot on IMDb for a lot of the actors in this movie. They're really uh, new mm-hmm. for a lot of them. Um, the kid, um, the other freshman, the dumb one, mm. um, he he really reminded me of this guy who was like a teen actor in the 90s, um, but he has basically never been in anything before. Well, he... His first name is Tanner. So that to me sounds like someone who was, you know, born in the mid to late 90s. Yes. So that puts yep. him in the right age group. But, you know, the guy who played Finn is called Glenn, which sounds to me like somebody who was born in like the 60s or 70s. So <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I can't tell what age he might be. But again, there's he no way he was born in the yeah. 70s. And his is not on, um, his age is not on his IMDb either. Yeah. But he also wasn't in much. He's only had like five credits. So, yeah, I think a lot of these – actually, I have a feeling that quite a few of these actors might have just come out of drama school as well. Mm. Um, well he's been around for a while. He was in The Dark Knight Rises. Okay. How long ago was that? 2012. It's only four years ago. He was playing a college kid in 2007 in a movie. Right. Yeah. Okay. Um. So, yeah. I have no idea. I can't tell how old he might be. He's actually he's... got quite a long – Um. he's got quite a long filmography, but he was playing a kid in Spy Kids 3D in 2003. So, he's not like – it's not out of the realm of possibility that he's in his mid-twenties. Yeah. And he is one of the older people in the group as well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, like, he's meant to be – He's meant, it, there is meant to be an age gap. Like, Blake Jenner's character is meant to be, you know, 18 and fresh out of high school and the mm-hmm. others are meant to be, like, 21, 22. So. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I actually – I find myself smiling a lot in this movie. I thought it was quite funny and sweet and, like – and – you know, you watch a lot of characters that you don't like kind of get a comeuppance and then get a scene where they get to be nice. Mm. Um, and it's interesting because it is that kind of idea that these are just people. Yeah. They're all just people who like sometimes are good and sometimes are well, bad. Because you also consistent. see characters you like do something silly or stupid or mean. Yeah, exactly. And so you kind of, it, it all kind of comes around. Like there, there's some really unpleasant bullying and hazing but it's kind of coming from all different directions. It's mm-hmm. not like it's being led by certain people and some people who are bullied then become the bullies kind of thing. So yeah. it's not like, it's not like, oh God, this person's a bully, therefore you must hate them. There's, it's like, look how bullying works in this group. Yes. And, and they do, and it doesn't just present it, it disseminates it as well. They talk about how, mm. like, they're really competitive. They talk about how it's stupid that they get so competitive. They, yeah. they actually talk about the, the silly things that they're doing. So it's not, it's, it's kind of, um, a self-aware movie as well. Yeah. Like, they, they realize that a lot of the stuff that they're doing is stupid, but then they do it anyway. And they, um, and they understand why they are drawn to do it and they can't help themselves as well. So especially, especially the competitive stuff. Like, yeah. everybody, because this is a team of like, you know, high performing sports athletes mm-hmm. and they um I was like sports people <laughs> athletes um and they all every single one of them has their thing that they get competitive about every single one of them yeah um and it's I just think that the cast really works well together I, I think Lincoln Clayton put them in some sort of camp for a while or something like that and you can see that they kind of they do they work well together and there's a lot of like that kind of natural thing but I like that there's a natural kind of feel to it but it's structured around something. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I feel like with some Linklater movies, there's not that structure down the middle of it. And this felt very natural, but there was a structure that they were like down the middle that they were kind of grouped, that the scenes were grouped around. Mm-hmm. Um, there's lots of long takes and, and like, you know, natural reactions and stuff like that. But then that, like that phone call, um, the first phone call between um, Blake Jenner's character Jake. and Zoe Deutsch's character. Beverly. Um, 
that 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 first phone call between those two um, was really choppy. Mm. It's constantly cutting, that would- and that's to give you a feeling that it's kind of awkward. Mm. Um, and that was re- it worked really well. Yeah, and it also um, played off something that's was a trope of like eighties um, sitcoms. Mm. So that was nice too. When is this movie set? Nineteen eighty. Okay. Because I was a bit confused a couple of times. I'm like, I thought this was the 70s. And then it keeps, like, not I, – I, I didn't realize. Mm. No, I was the, like, the it must da- be it the late 70s. There's a date at the the first – when he first shows up to the frat house. Okay. Um, yeah, whatever it is, August 1980. Okay. Three, yeah. Three so that's why there's lots of, like, 70s hangover and yep. stuff. Yeah, and his, the patch on his jacket it says he played in the All-State team in 1979. Okay. Cool. I'm glad you were paying attention. Um, well, um, I, I like – you know, history and dates and things. And I was also like trying to work out when the songs came out because mm. this is like this soundtrack, man. Oh my God. It's great. It's so good. Like, and the, but the, there's all these songs and I'm like, isn't that a, yeah, like I'm trying to figure out the era. Yeah. You start off with my Sharona and you just kind of, and there's like, oh, and I immediately it. went reality bites. But anyway, yeah. well, yeah, I was like, this is from my youth, you know, but it's not. It's from like, yeah. Then, um, yeah, and the, but it's the also like there's is. still this kind of disco hangover. Yes, so it's a little bit hard to pinpoint well, exactly. But that's, when it's... I think that's why it does it. It, it does it well mm. because there is that kind of you know disco wasn't just in fashion for a year and then went away. Like it kind of it came from somewhere and it went somewhere. Like mm-hmm. it, it's morphed into something different, um, and that was cool because you also and they also go through punks and they meet up with punks and then there's all the drama kids and all the you know like they 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 do this journey through like the different social groups of Mm -hmm. college which is awesome um but it also doesn't feel like they forced all of it which is nice no i mean Um, you do have those self-aware moments where they talk about stuff like that you know oh we're just doing a tour of all the different we're we're working out our identities and this is you know this is us bonding and this is a team thing you know but that that's i think i I think it kind of worked well because he is like an 18 year old freshman so Mm -hmm. and he's got this you know sort of oh and that's where the the relationship between blake and blake jake is his character's name (laughs) and finn works really well because like the other guys are too often not time (laughs) oh yeah sorry yeah but Uh, the other guys are not really smart enough to know what's going on a lot of the time but then because finn's kind of the intellectual of the group having him be a mentor for jake is really good because you can do that sort of thing but then you can also have like the big dumb fun mm. as well it kind of it it's works nicely and then you've got like um the more supportive kind of friend in in um in no nope, his name's falling out of my head but jay quinton something or other is the actor but it was surprising at the beginning i was like oh, i'm never going to remember all of this but it's surprising how well you do get to know the characters by the end of the movie as well they yeah really it really gives everybody kind of a ta- a chance to yeah. Well, like I kept getting mixed up and stuff. between Tyler Hecklin's character, dark hair and mustache, and and with the really intense dark hair and mustache guy for a bit, and you kind of it does take you a while because there's just like lots but they of look dudes. So different. They do not. If One of them wears never, giant glasses the whole time, and if has, you don't know who these actors are, which I did not. They do not look different at all. I'm like, wait, didn't we just have mustache dark haired guy? Why is mustache dark haired guy wearing glasses now? I, got, oh, okay. I did not I, know who they see, each were. You see the shot of that guy at the very beginning outside um, and he's got this look that like I've seen that exact look before too, the big glasses, that moustache, that like long face thing. I've seen that before somewhere. So he immediately – and I know who Tyler Hecklin is. That doesn't hurt. But I mean I didn't know who Tyler Hecklin was. And so I was like – 
I was, it, I was really confused there. For it was like just a minute ago, he was like getting dressed up and putting on aftershave, and he seemed pretty, you know, chill. And now he's now he's yelling at the barman. I don't get it. But then I realized, see, to me, those two looks, their faces look so different. Nope, nope. When since everybody in the like half the people in the movie had mustaches, I kind of went past that really quickly. Yeah. Well, I, there was like. Blonde moustache with long hair and blonde moustache with short hair. So that was there were two blonde moustaches with short hair though. Oh, one had a really tiny, tiny, but he had curly hair. So he's and so I, he was curly hair. Also, you couldn't really see. No, his there were three then. There were three because that's that guy, right? The freshman guy, and then there's also Nez and there's um, Finn, are both blonde. Oh, Nez, with- right? But he's old. I remembered him because he was old. But like, if you're gonna go for that sort of thing, it's like. Yeah, but I'm not. But this is not logical. This is all the time. this is not logical. This is me trying to distinguish all these random dudes who all seem alike and whom yeah, I it, don't like very much at this point. Yeah, I didn't like them for probably the first hour of the movie. Oh, see, I liked them much earlier. I mean, I. Yeah, I. The thing that um, that I didn't particularly like about this movie, there's not a lot of women who have like any agency, and it really frustrates me. Mm. Well, because. Because the male bonding is all about, like, even from the very start when we just see Jake on his own in his car, he's perving on girls. And, like, it, for all of the male bonding is about looking at the women. And very few of them actually talk. It's all about and, – and the shots are framed. Like, the, the shot of Jake in the car by himself is just women's butts in mm. really unflattering yeah, high-waisted shorts. And that's how we're introduced. Nobody's had a line of dialogue yet. But this is what we're being introduced to. And then even when we get into parties and stuff, it's like – um, you know, cameras at boob height and like mm-hmm. looking at their butts and looking at them get dressed and women in their underwear and, and like, you know, maybe two women have speaking parts. No, there's a lot more than two women who have speaking parts, but not long ones. Yeah. Um, there's a lot. There's a lot of like one line girls. Um, there's the, so there's the main girl, there's her roommate, there's like all five of the girls that they hook up with at the disco thing have lines. But there, there were quite a few that had speaking right. lines. But there's there's Beverly, also the oh the the dominatrix girl at the party. Yeah. Um, but Beverly has a name, and the and the dominatrix has a name, but she's using a fake name. Um. But everyone else is is even credited as Beverly's roommate. Yes. Coed sorority no, I, girl. I'm yes. I'm agreeing with you. I'm I'm sorority saying that there one, are a lot of them talking. Two. There's a lot of them talking, but nobody gets more than one or two lines. Yeah. Is the the point that I was trying to make is yeah. It's it's really awful because it's like. They can't have any of these people come back. No. They right. can't have one of the guys have a girlfriend that stays there the whole time. Yeah. Like, why We're can't they to... have, like, at least one girl in it who's not the girl in it? That's, mm. It's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. And Yeah, and we're supposed to, like, care and distinguish between these random group of dudes and they think we can't do the same for, you know, all these different women who are here. Yeah. And I, I, this is a problem with, again, Richard Linklater's movies. I had the same problem with Boyhood in that the, the both the mother and the sister got shafted in that movie really badly. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and it wasn't fair, especially since the sister was much better than the, yeah, she was. the main and, boy. Yeah. Yeah. I know. Um, and it, I mean, Richard Linklater's kind of, he examines the same topic over and over again in his yes. films. And it's all about men growing up and men come, boys coming of age. And like, that's great and interesting. And nostalgia. And I, yeah, nostalgia. And I'm sure, like, it's interesting, but he's done it a lot of times now. Yes. Like, he, he even says on the poster that this is the spiritual successor to Dazed and Confused, which is, like, very early in his career. But I definitely remember be- there being more girls in Dazed and Confused well, there as were. Well. And I Because, like I mean, they had Parker lines. Posey. And- yes. Well, Park- yeah, Parker Posey was quite good in that movie. Like, yes. she had, she was an interesting so why character. So, why is he, like, it feels like he's regressing. Mm, it's possibly. just getting worse. But the thing is, I, I, I say all that, but I did, I really liked this movie. Like, I had a really good time. I was just enjoying it. 
Mm. Um, I I thought I, I liked the soundtrack. It was so pretty. It looks really good. Yes, that's true. It's really kind of gorgeous. The colors are gorgeous. That shot of them all singing in the car is awesome. I could watch it like ten more minutes of them just singing in the car. You know that mm. that's fantastic. Yeah. Um. So and and also all the guys are in like really short shorts, and, like t-shirts and stuff. Well, they're and well, they're all like they all have you know they're all tall and muscly and yeah. fit and yeah. No, I'm not, I have no objection to that. And they run around in not very much at all. Um. I mean. And obviously the women do too, and it's problematic there because women don't actually have characters. Um, yes. But yeah, um, yeah. No, I like it is. It is kind of fun. Like I didn't hate it. I just you know, I was also at the same time going, yeah. So what's new about this? Like what what's exciting? Like yeah, these guys are cute and fun, and I'm you know, it's nice to hang out with them for a bit. But where is this going? Like what do you? What are you trying to say here that's different from all the other movies you've done about boys coming of age? I just did I did think it was interesting to watch them disseminate it while they did it. Like I thought it was in I thought there was definitely he he sort of was examining what this is that cr- makes this atmosphere and makes this, you know, so irresistible and all that sort of stuff like to these boys. It and and also god they were busy. Like it was like three days. They did a lot in three days. They really did. I was like, "Isn't somebody gonna sleep one of these days?" Like, it's we must be exhausted. Well, coma. Yeah, from being out all night. And nope, nope, we're just gonna do it again. No, I'm gonna go to a concert and then a party, and then we're gonna come back and we're gonna have a party at our place. And oh my gosh, see, I would have understood getting coma and Tyler Hecklin mixed up a lot more because they look a lot more similar to me. Oh yeah, I got him mixed. I didn't even know he was a separate character until yeah. I said coma a few times. Um, yeah, yeah they look they- a lot more similar to me than than. Yeah, and Hecklin and that other guy. Also, that one, uh, there's one freshman who, like, there's a couple of guys in this who I was like, I swear I saw this exact guy playing a teenager in the 90s. Mm. And it's like the, the you know, the country bumpkin guy? Yeah. He looks a lot like Sean Hatosi, who was in um, um, this, what was that movie? The Faculty, which I really mm. like. Um, and he plays, he's kind of, he's very similar looking to me and it took me ages to, I was like, wasn't he playing a teenager in like 1997? Um, <laughs> and, yeah. and it was the same thing with the other freshmen. I was just like, oh, like they look so much like these guys who were like exactly the Which same is in the 90s. why though, Finn, Finn looks about, you know, 28 as well. And I, but it actually works with his character because his character is, he's, he's often the one who pulls Jake aside and like mm. does the, the philosophical discussion. There is one bit where I think it's is he Dan or Dave, the the actor we were looking at before we couldn't find him. Um Dale. Jay Quinton. Dale. Dale is his it. character. Um there's one where Dale does it where he's like, these guys don't care about you. They're just, you know, you you need to do blah. But um mostly it's Finn. And the fact that he seems to be a bit older than the others sort of works for yeah. him. Because he's you know the wise old sage. And they even make a joke about like the lunch lady says to him haven't you graduated yet? And, she, and he's like, no, not yet. And she's like, hmm. Yeah. Maybe it just seems like I've been here too long. And she's like, no, you've been here too long. There you go. There's another person with a lady yeah. on the line. She's about the only older woman that we see too. But that's, I mean, everybody that we see is mm-hmm. is um, either college age or Willoughby. Yeah. And, of, and that I mean, scene where they all get high. It's so <laughs> ridiculous. But it's so, but I it's, think. That, but it's perfect though. Because yeah. it's like, you know, being competitive, getting high kind of. Yeah. And stuff. it is that kind of that capturing of what it feels like, like that. Also, that floating around in the in the river at the end with the girl and stuff like that. That's it's all these little, you know, segments of what it feels like to be there. And and they they he lets the scenes go on for a while, and it feels kind of real. And 
Yeah. Well, that's what's good about the nice. scene in the car where they're singing. That feels like the kind of thing that you can do when you're at college because you have time to choreograph that. Like you have time to get that routine down, especially the um, Finn in the front. They like, just met each other. Yeah, I know. But Finn, you can imagine that Finn has been rehearsing yeah. that for ages because it's the kind it's the kind of shit that you have time to rehearse when you're you know in well college. it's not just the rehearsing it's the it's the fact that they all like it's one of those things where like knowing all the words to a song is uh, with a lot of words in it is like something impressive yeah okay. i know this because i went to karaoke yesterday and i still know all the words to baby got back it's, yeah it's well, one of those things I, that I, you do. I, I, there's that bit in that Foo fighter song one last thing before i quit like that it's yeah. like this really fast yes there is social cachet in knowing all the difficult lyrics to a song right and so all of these guys know all the difficult lyrics to this song but you can see that jake doesn't know all of them because he chimes in at like the little mm. bits at the end of lines and it's really quite yep. like accurate and, and yeah cute that, and it works it's, so well it's the kind of thing yeah and the dynamic is right the others have had time to practice that mm-hmm. he hasn't yeah exactly mm. but also you know he's interesting because he sort of sticks up for himself a little bit and like against the others while the other freshmen <laughs> Do not. Um, well, I, I thought that was interesting too, because yeah, he was he was always quite out able to set boundaries. Where um, curly head, fluffy head. Well, I one, think he's just really a lot trouble. more confident. Yeah, like you can see, there's a lot more confidence in him than the others. Mm. But you can also see that he's like uh, at the beginning when he first gets there, he's kind of not sure where he fits in. Mm-hmm. And by the end of the movie, he's kind of figured that out a little bit more. And he's he's like, because when he first gets there, he walks into this house and there's nobody there. Like to nobody's like, hi, welcome to the house or anything. It, it's just kind of throwing him into it. He's got to figure it out for himself, yeah. right? And that's what this movie does. And and I think um, it does it pretty well. Like it's not quite as as formless and aimless as a lot of uh, the other movies that I feel like I've seen from Linklater. Mm. And it does feel a bit more like Dazed and Confused, which again was this like end of year party where everybody mm. is kind of figuring out what they're going to do next and yeah and it's it's the same kind of thing though very condensed timeline mm-hmm. and it all like that days to confused is all over one day yeah um and this is over like four days it's it's that i think works well for him when he's got to kind of keep it tight well you know i think we're alone on this boyhood thing but a lot of people really yeah. love boyhood well, but, but boyhood drives me crazy then there's in fact something nice about a movie that's set over quite a limited period of time having like a couple of language shots where things just roll on. Mm-hmm. It's, it's nice. Well, you it feel works like it can. The, yeah, you, it works you, with the structure because yeah. there is structure there. You can kind of have a language scene where everyone's jumping in the river. Mm. It did feel a bit long. Um, there were a couple of times that I got bored, but for the most part, not I too did, much. At, at one point I was like, hey, how is it not Sunday yet? Yeah. Like, don't you have practice? How can you go out and get ice cream? You have practice later. <laughs> and he knew he had practice. It was all good. We got to practice. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, that was in the morning. Like, yeah, that no, was it still seemed a couple of hours well, in the morning. No, no, it was like twelve forty-five in oh, the okay. afternoon when the phone rang. Really? Yeah. Okay. So, like, he must have gone to her house by like one. They went for ice cream. He was back for practice at what, like three, four in the yeah. afternoon. Yeah. I don't anyway, know. Anyway, I'm sure it was fine. It's my brain. Like, I've if I have something on at like three in the afternoon. I rarely do anything else in the morning because I have to like I can't schedule other things ahead of that. I need to, I've got this thing I need to get to. I can't be like scheduling things up to that. That would be far too stressful. Yeah, it was it was just crazy how much stuff happens. Yeah. How much they do. Um yeah. I don't know, it just kind of like uh, you know, there's there's all these things like the use of space that one house and you get to know the yeah. house really well and all that sort of stuff. Um and the the kind of necessity of getting along with the people in the space and all that so like it it just was really 
it just kind of worked all worked together well like it feels like a movie that all kind of came together nicely you know that everything was working right it's it's very endearing like all of the you really do bond with them yeah i think and um and that that to me was kind of the thing that won me over in the end um i think our lead supergirl's husband um it's got supergirl's husband and superman in this movie yeah (laughs) but anyway but supergirl's husband is quite sweet and charming Mm. like you kind of he's a good lead for us so um i think yeah you don't like he even though he also does things that are competitive or bullying or whatever Mm. he never um he never kind of goes too far out of the realm of you know a person we can relate to Mm. so i think he works well as well yeah um and I think she kind of she's really good. I think a lot of the I mean I think generally the performances in this were good. Nobody really feels desperately out of place or anything. Everybody kind of fits into the groove and it's a good ensemble movie mm-hmm. where everybody's kind of working at the same level. There's a lot of naturalistic kind of stuff as well. I get the mm. feeling that a lot of scenes are kind of some scenes the script is really tight and in some scenes I feel like they're let to they're allowed to kind of play a bit. Yeah. So I think you get a bit more naturalism because you said. That's why I said the drama school thing. Yeah, because you said you said Tyler Hecklin's not always great when he's mm. on Teen Wolf, and Blake Jenner did a brief cameo on Supergirl, and I didn't like him very much in that either. And so I think the atmosphere of making this slightly more relaxed and languid and a bit more freedom with with the script and improvising, I think, kind of worked for them. Do you know how Blake Jenner got onto Glee? He won a. TV show, did he? Like, the TV contest. They had a contest called the Glee Project, and he won oh, that. Oh, right. I remember that. Yeah, yeah, he won that. That's oh. how he got the role. Wow, I know. Um, <laughs> just thought that was interesting. Um, I see a lot of improvement in actors in this movie that I've seen in other things that maybe weren't as good. Mm. Um, I find it hard to believe that Blake Jenner is a musical person. He's so tall and muscly. Like he looks like a, I don't know, like a football player. Like an yeah. Australian football player is well, a that, face. But. A, that was kind of originally the point of Glee is that like. Oh, yeah, there were footballers, I know. I no, know. not just footballers, but that like, you know, a lot of different people. I mean, it's basically the point of High School Musical as well um, is that like you don't have to be a musical theatre person to enjoy. No. Like that you're allowed to be interested in singing and other things. Yeah. Um, well, I can see why he gets ca- gets cast as jocks though. He's yes. Built like a jock. Oh my god, he's he's so tall. It, yeah. It, he it, was he was like, like the tallest in this movie, and they're all jocks. It was amazing. Yeah. Um. And yeah, he's so like shoulders. He's got so yeah, much shoulders. Many shoulders. <laughs> he sort of takes up a lot of screen. But there was this when he was on the phone. There was this shot of him where it's like his head in the middle, and it's just all shoulders. <laughs> I was like, wow. Okay. Um. Uh, but yeah, it. Um, although this movie did have a variety of different types of jocks, like there were skinnier guys and mm. shorter, stockier guys. And I yeah, that was neat too. Well, it's it's um it's baseball, so baseball is like more you know it's more for like the sports person rather than the athlete. I was like, glad baseball, it was baseball too because I like. I mean, I can, I can, you understand the rules. Yeah, yeah, me too. But also, I can understand why it's it's more interesting to watch. They do one thing and then they do a different thing, and yeah. they they shake it up a little bit, and it's yeah. not just running down up and down a field yeah. all the and time. I, I, I get baseball. Yeah, right. I can't understand American football to save myself. Like, why do they stop every three seconds? Why is one, only one guy throws the ball? Why do they say hut all the time? Like, I have absolutely no idea. At least I know the rules of baseball. You say that about American football. I do not understand Australian football. Oh, well, I understand that. I've, I've, but I've they watched go up enough. and then they go down and then they go up and then they stop every so often to, like, hug each other. <laughs> that is accurate. But baseball, like, every, most people know the rules of baseball because most people play baseball or softball at school at least once. 
Um, yeah. But yeah, and baseball is a more interesting sport. There's a whole heap of different people on the team who have different specialties. Yeah. Um, whereas like football, there seems to be like buff heads and quarterbacks and that's about it. Right. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, I, I do <laughs> prefer watching baseball movies to a lot of the other types. I mean, you know, if you're going to watch a sports movie, you really can't go past Mighty Ducks. But yeah, <laughs> um, well, I understand the rules of hockey too. Yes. Um, but yeah, I, I, I like it better. And I, I liked that practice scene too. It was really good. There's mm-hmm. a lot of like interesting tensions coming up and, and getting to see them all in their natural element and how different everybody is. And I like that they, they took the, that he took the opportunity to show like these people in different scenarios and different situations and how people act differently. Um, while still having like this core of who the character is, it's a really interesting way of doing characters because a lot of the time in movies you're like this person is just this one thing and that's all they are ever. Mm-hmm. But this movie, like your fir- when you're first introduced to um the country bumpkin guy, um or no the second introduction to him, he's he's not nice to our main character, but then later on he starts to be less of a dick. And you start to warm to him a little bit more and he's kind of shows yeah. some vulnerability. Well, I and- felt really sorry for him at the start because I was like, oh, clearly he's just this kid from the country and they're all making fun of him. Yeah. And it actually turns out that he was not afraid of standing up for himself either. Yeah. And, um, and really, yeah. you know, Blake Jenner was kind of a jerk to him. He was like, oh, no, that, your- no, that's that was what I was talking about when I said yeah. that his character he's bullying too like he was awful to him and i was like oh i really hate the way that they treat this guy well he didn't i didn't think that he was bullying in that case he wanted something the other guy wanted something they came up against each other oh no not in that scene yeah it was was the next one when they were all jeering at him and and you're like well the reason that he's doing it is obviously because he yeah like is not getting along with him because of last night but then not not that scene i like that there's like shifting that yeah that's what i mean like sometimes you're the bully sometimes you're like no, but not. not just that shifting relationships. Like yeah. he, by the end of the movie, he doesn't mind that other guy so much, and mm-hmm. and it's interesting to watch that sort of stuff, um, and how yeah. it kind of unfolds over the course of the movie. Like it, at the beginning, it seems like one person's kind of being his buddy, but then by the end of the movie, he gets along with somebody else, yeah. and it was just it was fun. And then he talked, but he also talks about this anti-picture sentiment. And I was like, really, apart from McReynolds saying to you, "I don't like pictures," like, at the beginning at of the, the movie, very I didn't beginning. get that sense no. very much. Everybody seemed to kind of embrace him well enough. Yeah. As at least as well as they did with the other freshmen. He got yeah. to go everywhere with them. They they weren't excluding him from anything. Um mm. so yeah. Yeah. And like that was like yeah, that was brought up once and then never again. I thought that was I was like, "Oh, we're bringing that back again." Although as you said to me, apparently there's you'd seen some scenes online or in a trailer or somewhere mm-hmm. that didn't end up in the film. I so. was terribly disappointed because I'd only seen two scenes from this movie, right? Like the the two bits of promotional stuff that I've seen for it. One of them was that singing in the car scene, which was one of the things that made me go, I kind of want to see this. Mm. Um, and the other one was um, Tyler Hecklin and I think Ryan Guzman. Um, that was the other guy that, that we saw in something else. that was He was in one of the Step Up movies and he was dreadful, absolutely right. dreadful. And he was also in The Boy Next Door with Jennifer Lopez, um, which I only know about because I, it was recently on how how did this get made. Um, but uh, he, he he was really good in this movie. He reminded me of Paul Rudd in this movie. Mm. Totally different from what I've seen him in before. Um, but anyway, those two characters were streaking. They lost a bet and they streaked across a party or something. And I was like, the hot naked guys, sign me up. Yeah. Although we still <laughs> did get to see Ryan Guzman like mostly naked, so that was all right. That's also that scene where, where – um, McReynolds cuts the baseballs in half was really great. That was amazing. I can imagine people watching this and try to recreate that. 
Yes, but but again, that's the kind of thing though where you get you've um he's had time to practice. Yeah. Like he's been in college. It's exactly the kind of stupid thing. And he's doing it in this like football, like the top of the football jersey and yeah, just yeah. shorts and it's hilarious. He looks mm. ridiculous. And it, but it's exactly the kind of thing that a dude like that would spend a whole summer practicing. Yeah. Or like, you know, whatever. You don't have less spare time that you have in college. Like you, he would totally. Especially these guys who I don't think go to class as much. Not much, no. And nobody seems to know what their major is. And, yeah. Like. Um and we and Jake shows up to his first class, which is history, and promptly falls asleep. Mm-hmm. So, mm. yeah, it was it was just I don't know. I liked this movie. It I enjoyed watching. It. I was smiling fun. so much of the time during this movie. So yeah, I mean, I don't think I, I do loved think it as it, much as you did, but it took a while to settle into. But yeah, I did warm to them earlier, I think, than you did. Mm. Um, it just link. It, I'd, I'd like to see a Richard Linklater movie about girls. Yeah, or just I'd like to see him branch out of of Texas, of coming of age. Of Are they in Texas in this movie? Yeah, Southern Texas University. Of course they're in Texas. Where else would they be? It even starts with a shot of a Texas number plate. Plus you see well, the Captain no, America flag everywhere. It's Southern Texas University. That's what, I, that's I, what the okay. STU stands for everywhere. I didn't notice that because they, they also, they're not very pro-country and like they they not they don't seem to be into, I just didn't know. Mm, yeah. Um, it, it it didn't seem very stereotypically Texas from what I'm Which is what's, aware of. Well, that's kind of one of the good things about Richard Linklater is that he, because he's from like Austin and that part of Texas, okay. his stuff is not like your stereotypical, you know, pickup trucks and guns and cows and stuff. But it's, um, I mean, bulls, I mean, longhorns. <laughs> that's what I mean. But yeah, no, they're in Texas again. I, I would like to see him. I, I get that he has, he like, he probably is doing what he loves, hanging out in Texas and shooting movies about people who are like him with people who are like him. But I would like to see him branch out a bit because he's obviously really good. He's really good at, at getting an ensemble together and mm-hmm. making them work together. He's really good at – he's got a lovely visual sense, like of these kind of big widely framed shots that are also perfectly framed. There's a bit in the punk nightclub where they're um, two different characters get framed up against a, a pile a pylon that's got each shit written on it <laughs> like perfectly framed one of them to the right perfectly framed one of them to the left oh that was that scene was, uh, yeah there's so many scenes in this movie when i'm remembering them that i'm like that scene was great i love yeah. that that was great mm. watching them do the anarchy thing was fun it was funny yeah i liked watching finn like make friends with all these random people that he meets and, mm. and when they realized that there was a punk, it was a punk version of the gilligan's island thing yeah, that's that what got hilarious. them into it that was that that was hilarious because that I feel like that's something I would do. Yeah, exactly. But that was that was yeah. you know it it really kind of it just has a really nice kind of feel to it, even if there's a lot of things in it that I wasn't so fond of. And you know, if you compare this to um the what was it the Nice Guys, which was yeah. set in a similar era, this has is so much better at portraying that era and like and you know genuinely making you see the good things about that era than that movie was. well i mean the the good thing about having had so much practice at doing nostalgia in texas and young people is that richard linklater is now very good at knowing how to dress them and how to make them up and how to how to make the aesthetic yeah like the whole thing feels right the big slow moving american muscle cars and the um the way everybody dresses like it, it doesn't doesn't look like they've. It doesn't look like a cliched costume party of the eighties, yeah. but it is still very much clearly in the eighties. Yeah, uh, yeah, late seventies, late seventies, early that, 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 that kind of yeah transition period. And yeah, mm. the the um the wall of the nightclub and all that sort of stuff. Which all, I I think that concrete wall from the nightclub with the like the ramp. I th- fairly sure that exact same set was used in Dazed and Confused. I seem to remember. I believe you seeing Ben Affleck and his buddies outside of it with their stick. Anyway, 
um, the whacking stick, you know, <laughs> the one. Um, but he, that was beautiful too. That club with it had that great sort of disco writing on the wall, and, mm-hmm. but it was still this. Then you sort of you, it's it's a really nondescript parking lot and a concrete building, but mm. it looks great. Yeah, it does. Well, it's it's the logo that kind of makes yeah, it, and, and the, the purple that like lilac, and then the pink and yellow on it. Yeah, yeah, it's it's yeah. I definitely I I felt feel the same way though coming out of it that I did about Boyhood, where I'm like I'd like to see this movie, but you know, with a female lead, mm-hmm. and also with Boyhood, I wanted a story, and this one I felt like I got much more of a, a maybe not a story, but like a a direction, and mm-hmm. I felt like. Uh, because I knew this is going to end when he goes to class. Mm-hmm. So I was like, okay, so we're go- heading towards his first day of school. What kind of crazy things is going to happen in the lead up to that? Yeah. And I thought that works. I, I think that's nice. Structure and also he good. breaks out of the um, dude zone for a little bit to and, and try- branches out with this musical theater thing and it's mm. his thing. And the other guys come along with him rather than him going along with whatever's happening to him. And it's interesting. It's yeah. something. Well, it's, it's, it's like a condensed version of what college is like. You, yeah. you tag along with the people you know, the first people you meet, and then you tag along with other people you know from high school, and you tag along with other people to try something new. And then you finally find something that you want to tag along with that other people will tag along you, with you on, which is, yeah, it, it is kind of like four years condensed into four days. Yeah. It was good. Yeah. No, it is good. Um, yeah. What are you going to rate it? Um, I'm trying to decide between three and a half and four stars because I did really enjoy it and I thought it was really good. I think it was a bit long and, it, God, the, the fem- treatment of women gets my goat. Mm-hmm. So I guess three and a half stars. Mm. Well, I'm tossing up between two and a half and three um, because it was fun and it was okay and it got there in the end. But I, can't, I kind of feel like a lack of ambition, a lack of trying anything new is kind of making me a bit – about it but I think I'm going to give it a three because it was quite fun and the characters are quite engaging um so yeah I feel like also it was really I I do feel like it was really well made yeah like it was all the songs are great and the the shots are great and all that sort of stuff which is the reason that was when we did see I keep comparing it to boyhood but when we did see boyhood that was the only reason I gave it like any stars because it was so well made when I enjoyed it as much as this I kind of feel like okay anyway yep All right. Thank you very much for listening to the Silver Screen Queens podcast. If you would like to read our show notes or find old episodes, they're on our website, silverscreenqueens.com. If you want to read Katie's review of Everybody Wants Some (laughs) or any of the other movies she watches, you can find them on her blog at silverscreenqueen.wordpress.com. And if you want to find us on social media, we are at screen underscore queens on Twitter, facebook.com forward slash silverscreenqueens or tumblr.silverscreenqueens.com on Tumblr. Thank you for listening. Bye. Bye.